Hi, I'm your host, Dave Kemp, and this is Future Ear Radio. Each episode, we're breaking down one new thing, one cool new finding that's happening in the world of hearables, the world of voice technology. How are these worlds starting to intersect? How are these worlds starting to collide? What cool things are going to come from this intersection of technology? Without further ado, let's get on with the show. All right. So I'm joined here today by Hunter McKinley of Yak. Hunter, tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do. Hey, man. I'm glad to be here. Um, Yeah, like you said, my name is Hunter McKinley. I am the CMO of Yak, which is the chief marketing officer. Um, So I do pretty much anything that you see public facing, whether that's obviously podcasts or blogs, social media. And I think you're most interested in uh, AirPods App Store, which is what I recently (laughs) came out with. Um, but yeah, like Yak is basically Snapchat for businesses. Um, when you're in a remote team, it's really hard to get on a Zoom call. You have to schedule, especially if there's different time zones. So we built an app where you can send a message sort of like Snapchat and then the, the receiver can listen to it or reply at any time that they want to. And that's really powerful, especially, um, you know, I was just talking to some guys over at Spotify. Um, they said they have a team in, in Stockholm and London and New York City. Well, there's only, he said there's only about three hours of time where it works for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's like 3 p.m. In, in the afternoon for him. And so that just doesn't really work, especially when you're trying to get decisions made. And that's what meetings are for. So then, you know, you, you find that teams have these workarounds where they're having meetings before the meetings, meetings after the meetings. So we just cut out all the noise and you just send a quick voice message or screen message. And that's it. Yeah, no, that's so cool. And, you know, for those that are listening, I've been playing around with uh, a few of the different apps that they've made. So they made this one app, BRB, um, and it's, you know, basically 30 second sound clips that you can send to one another. And it's fascinating to me because, you know, I'm 30. uh, Hunter, I think is, you're 24, right? 24. That's right. (laughs) And so, but it's cool because it's like, I'm seeing now um, entrepreneurs that came up with a lot of the technology that was play toys, you know, in college. So you mentioned Snapchat, this app, it's built with SnapKit, which is, you know, their developer uh, kit that you use to build the tool. And it's just really interesting to see the way that these, this wave of entrepreneurs is thinking about things where it's like, why don't we take some of the things that makes Snap really popular and convert it into, you know, just like a, a subset of it. So to your point, you know, I think like that's a really interesting point around with remote work, you know, you have time zone differences and stuff like that. So rather than trying to constantly nail down a time to talk, it might make a whole lot more sense. You know, I said uh, in a tweet, it seemed a lot like Slack for voice messaging, but I think your point of it being like a snap might even make more sense than that. Yeah, that's exactly right. You know, we started BRB in basically a weekend. Um, Product Hunt Makers Festival. You know, we're really close to the guys at Product Hunt. Um, you know, Yak started from a Product Hunt Makers Festival. Actually, this time last year, we won the remote category. It was the very first one. So, I, you know, last week, um, Snapchat was holding one. Um, and we needed to build something. You know, we have Yak already ready to go. And mm-hmm. so we wanted to put something out into the marketplace and really help out um, and use and utilize SnapKit. We've never done that before. And so that's where BRB came out. You know, we, we wanted to have the consumer play because we already have the enterprise. Mm. Um, what's really cool about, about consumers, especially young kids, is that they're really into voice messages. Um, I challenge you right now, if you, were to go to, if you were to go to Twitter and 
type in voice messages, you would see, especially girls, they love it because they love when their boyfriends send them voice messages. <laughs> uh, it's really funny to look at and read the comments, but it's catching on, you know, in Latin America and in Asia, um, most people like with their families, they speak to each other. They don't text each other. And that's mm -hmm. something that's really unique to the United States is that we like to text, um, but it's catching on. We were just in New York City not too long ago and everybody has AirPods and everybody's voice messaging. So I think, so we're, we're really hedging the company on everybody will be voice messaging and if not us, then who? That is really cool. And, and honestly, like for me, this touches on a big theme of everything that I've been writing about, podcasting about, which is like when we gradually move to this era where, you know, call it voice first, call it the hearables era, audio first, whatever it is, I totally agree with you that you look at the way that the younger generations are using, like the way that they're messaging. It's a whole lot different than what I think people that are 30 and above are doing, which is traditional SMS text messaging. Um, mm -hmm. And I think, you know, it's this idea of you take all the different use cases that the smartphone represents today. So messaging, for example, and you start to come up with how does that call it a job to be done? Or how does that particular use case, how does it translate into this audio hearable voice first world? Right. And I think that this is so interesting because I think you're right where it's like, I might be accustomed to sending messages right now, but I could totally see that within two to three years, it becomes the norm within subsets of the people that I message with. Maybe it's my friends initially, and then it evolves to be the way that I message with my family. But I could totally see that evolving into this idea where rather than just like texting, because again, you have there's more context that you can do in, in a voice message. You can convey sarcasm, right? You know, like you can convey things in, a, I think, in a more efficient manner through your voice. And so it makes a ton of sense for me to, you know, this idea of you're walking around with AirPods all the time and, you know, messaging evolves into this idea where you're just kind of relaying messages to and from each other. And I, I just think that's a really interesting idea. And obviously you guys are keen on this idea too, because you're building this actual idea out. Yeah, that's exactly right, man. When, when you put in the context of remote work, right? So if, if, you're, if you're hedging your bets like we are that the future of everything, whether it's consumer or enterprise, is going to be voice first. Um, if you look at remote work, everything's text first, whether it's Slack or mm -hmm. Skype or any of these. Um, but they all fail. And that's very obvious. That's why you have Zoom. That's why you have, mm -hmm. um, you, know, vo you know, video conferencing. That's why these things exist because to a certain point, text fails. And so the problem with that is like, if you have part of your team, most teams are hybrid. So part of your team is remote, part of it's in person. So the problem is that if I have a conversation with my co-founder, Jordan, who's sitting right next to me, our entire remote team now loses out on that conversation. You can't search for it. No one knows what's happening. And so now I need to then have that conversation with him and then go back into Slack and then type it all up. Versus if I just could share that directly into Slack, which is actually hopefully coming out this week. Um, then everybody's on the same page. And when I was talking to Zapier, one really big thing that they said was that they had what's called historical context. Um, I was talking to their, their head of brand partnerships there, Emily, and she said that they had over a thousand channels in Slack. And that's really important because if a new, if a new person comes into the, into the company, they're able to search and go back and see all the decisions that were being made without having to talk to somebody. Like you're not saying the same thing three times. And so, 
the way that we're thinking about it now is that if you're having every conversation and every conversation that you have is recorded and transcribed and it's all searchable within Slack, within Skype, then everybody has access to it. And what are the possibilities that are come out of that? So that's, that's something that we're really excited about is the byproducts of having everything that you're using with your voice recorded, transcribed, and then put somewhere that everybody has access to. I think that's so genius. And I agree with you. I mean, I think that now we're really getting into this idea of, you know, so you have all this information that's readily available. And I think the evolution of that could potentially be layering the voice assistant onto it so that you have, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be, say, Alexa, Google Assistant, Siri, like these top level master assistants, but you could envision, you know, even having, um, sort of like a pseudo micro assistant that's affiliated mm. to that Slack channel so that, you know, because just like you said, you can, you, this all is being recorded, it's being transcribed so that you can basically take that information and you can call it up intelligently. So you can say, just like you said, for a, a new employee, for example, you know, uh, give me, um, like, relay all of the conversations that were had uh, that pertained to this client or something like that. So that you're sort of taking a lot of that information that's already housed in there and it might be stored in disparate areas. Um, but I can kind of see how that evolves into a way where you're using your voice assistant to more or less retrieve and fetch a lot of that information. Again, if it's this scenario where you know, a lot of this stuff, you might not even be in front of a screen, you might be out and about, and you still want to sort of get up to date with the information that you're currently digesting through a screen, you know, through like the actual Slack interface. But if really all you're trying to do is get the information there that's like fed to you in some way or another, I could see how that kind of manifests in itself where you're using the voice assistant as a way to sort of retrieve that information. Yeah, we're actually thinking about that in a couple of ways, um, but you already hit on one of them, which is we're calling it, I think it's, I think we're calling it smart rollups. Mm -hmm. So basically if I, if I have three meetings, you know, quote unquote meetings, I three, send three messages to three different people. Let's say my designer, my co-founder and my developer. And I say to my designer, Hey, I want you to do this. And I said to my developer, Hey, I'm reporting this bug. And then to my co-founder, I said, Hey, check out this proposal. You know, let's say at 11, AM when I'm done with all these, you know, quote unquote meetings, I can get an email that ties directly into my task manager. And in our case, we use Asana. So it says, Hey, I noticed that you mentioned um, to Jordan that you want him to look at the proposal. Would you like me to assign the task to him? And it would be just one click. And that's something that, you know, if you're, if I'm just having a conversation with him in office, that's not possible. Mm -hmm. But as soon as you start to go remote first and use your voice and have it all transcribed, it unlocks this whole new set of opportunities. So that's the first thing um, you know, using AI and smart assistants, that's, that's one way that we're looking at it. And the second way, which I'm even more excited about, um, we're looking to partner with Bose um, or Focals, is being able to go down the road and say, you know, hey, Siri, hey, you know, Alexa, you know, send a, send a message to Dave. And then it just does it. So now you're not even t looking at your phone, you're not distracted off the road. Because now that you have your AirPods, or in Bose's cases, the QC35s or the 700s, mm -hmm. you don't even have to. You don't even have to look at your phone. It's it's a heads up display almost. So those are the things that we're really excited about because those are things that aren't really possible with face to face conversations. And with Zoom, obviously, you can have it you know recorded and transcribed, but it's just way too long. And that's the beauty of Slack or Yak is that it's such short snippets, um, you know, in voice messages, it's 30 seconds and in screen recordings, it's 40 seconds. So because there's such short snippets, we're able to ha do a lot more things than other companies aren't able to. 
Yeah, no, I totally agree. So can you give me a couple examples, maybe like a power user of how people are using Yak today? Like give me an example of, of a specific, either a remote team, um, just a way in which you're like, that's interesting. I, maybe you didn't even see that coming. Like, cause I find that usually to be the most interesting stuff with, uh, startups is, you know, it's like you kind of, uh, you, you make a tool available and then your users run with it maybe in a direction that you didn't even really, uh, sort of see coming. Yeah, that actually just happened this week. Um, typically we see people in creative agencies, um, mm-hmm. use, use Yak in ways where they don't have to go to the second floor. You know, if they're working in different floors, you know, they're a distributed company. If they work in different buildings, they don't want to walk over, especially developers. They like to stay at their desks and, and keep on task um, and, de- and designers. So that's, that's kind of been our main use case. However, just this, this past week, I was talking to a media agency and they were using it to onboard their new freelancers, which is actually really cool because before they said they were using Loom and it was kind of getting clunky and they had to download all these apps they, they, they gave me a laundry list of apps that they've tried and they all just sort of failed in some way. And what they really liked about Yak is because our desktop version hovers over screen at all times. So they can be showing their screen and sharing their screen um, to the person that they're sending it to, their freelancers, and their freelancers can then open it and then follow along screen too because Yak is always on top. And so it kind of solves all the problems. You don't have to switch between tabs. And that's not something that we really thought about um, you know, we've never, we've onboarded using, you know, Zoom, Skype, Loom. We've never really thought to onboard freelancers using Yak. That's not something that we used it for. Uh, but now that I've talked, that I've spoken with this company, I mean, it makes total sense. You don't, you only have to download one app and you can voice message, communicate, screen share. Um, you know, we've been talking to Upwork because they've been having the same problem is that their, their messenger is clearly having, having problems. Um, mm-hmm. So they, they want to have some way, and we've been talking with them and partnering in that way too, because with freelancers, it's just a kind of like a one-off deal. Um, they're not typically, you don't typically speak to them every single day, all day long, where with a freelancer, you talk to them every now and then, you want to share your screen, you want to onboard them. Um, so that's just some really cool ways that we've seen people using it recently that we really didn't predict. That's not something that we've been using it for. So it's been really interesting to see how people are playing it out. You know, what's so interesting about that is that, you know, I'm thinking about myself and I can't tell you how many times a day I'll get up and it's like you found this happy medium, which I, I've yet to really find, which is, you know, I work at a small business, but I'll get up throughout the day. I'll carry my laptop. I have a Mac and I'll just carry it over because I need to show somebody something on my screen. So <laughs> I have really two options. I could, I could send them a screenshot and then I could describe in an email what I'm trying to communicate, or I could just get up and I could like walk over and be like, okay, so here's what I wanted to show you. And I could describe it to them because like the picture isn't enough. And so this idea of being able to do a quick, like, 20, 30 second screen recording where I can describe what I'm trying to do. That is really, really powerful. And I mean, I'm in a setting that is a small office where I can get up and move around quite easily. But like, so like, obviously it would be really beneficial if you're in a remote setting, but I do definitely see where you guys are really coming at this from an enterprise standpoint, which is, you know, a lot of these tools already exist, but like, you know, just like Zoom, for example, Zoom's great for certain things, but like when you really start to get into the subsets of like why, like different things that you'd want to, you know, video conference and share screens and stuff like that, it really does make sense to have this like real micro oriented tool. 
Yeah, that's exactly right, man. I mean, like, like I was telling you right before this, you know, we started off as a creative agency. We've been mm -hmm. a creative agency for almost five years now. And one of the hardest things to do, especially with designers and developers, is to share your screen easily that you can, like, track it. Mm -hmm. um, so we've tried everything from JumpShare to Loom. These things are awesome. Like, we still use both of them you know, basically every day. Um, but it just, like you get to a certain point and it just fails. Like now, now to send you a screen share, now I am clicking a button, then I'm clicking another button to start recording, then I'm clicking another button, then I'm <laughs> copying it, and then I'm pasting into Slack. Yeah. And next thing you know, it's lost in Slack. So with Yak, the, the, the beauty is that it's always on screen. So I click, we try to get it the, under three clicks. You have to open the app, click the person, send. That's what we're trying. That's the yeah. goal is to get as few clicks to just send it because otherwise you're just going to, you're just going to get, like you say, get up with your laptop and go walk over. But now when a remote setting, everybody else on your team won't have access to that, won't see the decisions that are being made. So yeah, I, I agree with you. It's, it's been an interesting shift in habits because even though we're in office together, some of us are in office, some of us, um, like today I'm working remote. It's, mm -hmm. it's an interesting shift to try to go remote first and everything, even if, even if they're sitting next to you, trying to make that shift so that way everybody has access to it. Yeah, no, that's really, really cool. So Hunter, as we wrap up here, why don't you share with the audience of, you know, like where they can go to learn more about Yak, uh, where they can follow you, just give everybody the rundown of how to learn more about you and your company. Yeah, the cool thing about Yak right now is it's in closed beta. So if you go to yak.chat, so www.yak.chat, um, you can go to our website and sign up, but there's a referral. So if you just, you know, put in a referral code, just say uh, podcast, you'll get bumped all the way up the list. I think our list is almost 2,500 now. So you'll go from 2,500 all the way up to the top. Um, I'll expedite you and you'll get an email from me and uh, you'll get a message from me right away. So that's the way that you can find out more about Yak. And if you'd like to follow me, everybody on our team is super heavy on Twitter. Um, like I was telling you right before this, our, we got funding off of Twitter. Our investors are all off of Twitter. Um, Twitter's been really good to us. So that's the best way. So my name is at um, Hunter Moonshot. Um, and then the company is just at Yak Chat. Yeah, cool. Well, I will, um, you know, it's like, a nice kudos bonus to uh, all the future ear listeners out there that, you know, you get bumped up to the top of the line, uh, you know, if you want to go try out Yak. And just on the note about Twitter, I can't agree more. I mean, for people that have been following me for a little while, you know, a little while, I've been very adamant that uh, I think Twitter is like hands down the greatest networking tool on the planet. And I think it, I think it like is a little intimidating at first for people because it's, it is a little bit hard to start like curate a feed, but like once you get going to your point, like, I mean, it can lead to a company getting funded because you made the right connection. It's truly yep. an incredible tool. Just like it, just like with product hunt, man, it's all about the community. Uh, mm -hmm. Twitter is massive, but, uh, the communities within it are very, very tiny. We joined the remote community and the voice community and we have never popped off more. I mean, the people yeah. are just so willing to help each other. And, and if you're into the hearables voice space, there's a couple of people like Brett Andler um, and uh, like obviously yourself, um, Colin Bournes. These people are really leading the way in curating these lists. So if you can get involved in these lists and just leave comments, man, they are so willing to teach and, and, and give you advice. And that's, that's how we've made every, all of this happen. We're actually raising our seed round now. Um, again, based off of 
of Twitter. So yeah, couldn't agree more. <laughs> That's so cool. All right, Hunter. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to join me today. Thank you for everybody for tuning in and we'll chat with you next time. Cheers. Thanks for tuning in today. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Future Ear Radio. For more content like this, just head over to futureear.co where you can read all the articles that I've been writing these past few years on the worlds of voice technology and hearables and how the two are beginning to intersect. Thanks for tuning in and I'll chat with you next time.